Well, welcome back to the BoxCast Podcast. My name is Gary. And I'm Danielle. And we're so excited to have you guys here again for our third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I don't know what number of installment this is. Do you? I don't know. We're just rolling today. This is going to be great. So we talked about clear Legos. <laughs> I can't get over the fact you said clear Legos. When you said that in pre-production, my mind went. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the analogy for what we're doing. Oh, for sure, least- man. Yeah, totally for sure. Well, I guess when we when we talk about building with clear Legos, I think we're making an analogy and we're talking about hybrid events, right? So, Danielle, what is a hybrid event? Yes. Hybrid events sound like they are but to break it down for you it is when you are hosting an event both in person and online so you've seen a lot of conferences the last few years that are doing like oh we're doing both online tickets Mm -hmm. and in person if you're in seattle or think about bigger scaled production things like nfl games those are always hybrid events because there are always people in the stands and always people at home that was the basic rundown of that so from there we're going to talk about the importance of it why it's you know hard or not hard to do you know how to do one you know hence the clear lego analogy and (laughs) then we're going to talk about how we did it personally for an event that we just had here in may yeah absolutely yeah and and the cool thing about hybrid events is that it opens up a whole bunch of doors for you yes in terms of viewership and sharing viewership and so you get the ability to do a whole lot more with getting people to be engaged and having that engagement with your viewers. So it's important that now in this post-COVID world, yes. hybrid events become you know a, a mainstream line for you. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we do that and how that works. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing for me is like sometimes I want to go to a conference and it's only in San Diego and I just don't have the funds to go all the way to San Diego from Ohio. I don't have the time. I don't have the funds. It's just yeah. not applicable. So when... I have the opportunity to sit in on a conference and an event and just like still get to hear all the speakers and learn everything. That's just like, great. I can do that from my desk or from my couch, wherever I'm at. And it's perfect for me. Um, but I do love that in-person energy. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit here too. When we did our event for BoxCast in May, oh my God, my social meter was just so full from people seeing and just the buzz and energy and like, that's something you don't get at hybrid events. So we're, we're really yeah. going to break that down here um, with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about setup and process because, uh, again, it is just like building with clear Legos. Um, and <laughs> yes. we'll, we're going to intertwine our, our all-hands meeting into that as well where we get a good idea as to help kind of giving you some background information. So here at BoxCast, um, every quarter, just about every quarter, every half year, we have a, a long, <laughs> <laughs> tedious, but awesome event called All Hands. Yes. And so what we do is we bring the company together, we all come and, and have some refreshments, and then we talk about our All Hands business. And so the cool thing about that event, though, is that we get to see everybody, obviously. Yes. But there are individuals. Um, I know we had one person who was, like, international. When yes, we, did we that. had one person, I think, at the time was in Spain. In Spain, yeah. So it makes it, it makes sense to have a hybrid system at that point. So, yeah. I mean, I think out of the 20-something employees that are fully remote, I think only, like, eight of them came in. So there was, there was a good chunk of yeah. people who were online. Right. And so we had to actually think through, I think it was about two months prior to the event, we were scoping out locations. And then we were working through the pieces and parts. And so I know we came up like our producer, Wade, um, and his good buddy, Josh. We talk about them all the time here. Um, They were starting to scope out the pieces and parts. So, I mean, literally, there's a lot that goes into a hybrid event. I mean, you really have to consider almost 
every piece of the puzzle. So, I mean, we could start off with video because that's what we do here. Yeah, right? I mean, that's that's the foundation of our Lego house here. I mean, you have to think about how people are visually going to see everything. Absolutely. If you're in person, you need to see the person speaking or talking or the slideshow. And you're at home, you need to see people watching that person or you need to just see the screen. Right. Especially if you're someone like me, when I go to an event, I hate sitting in the back because I'm a little blind and I can't see things. So like I prefer when there's also in person, you know, the screen that shows the video of the feet of the person because sometimes I just can't read that far away. Mm -hmm. So that's already, you know, what, three elements of video right there. Right there. Yeah. You have the product, you know, the production piece of like the presentation you've got the cameras you need to have on the people in the front the people on the side if there's all of that and then you have to figure out how are you integrating that into your switcher and your how are you going back and forth because in person we're not seeing you switch we're not seeing you go up close to sam or full screen or go only to the presentation we're we're literally just seeing him walk around talk make some jokes do some weird dances all of that stuff but the people at home they get to see both of those. And so let's talk about a little bit about the setup. Like how did you guys, when you got there, yeah. you set up that day. It <laughs> was fun actually. I enjoyed How did that. you fi- determine your angles? How did you determine, you know, which pieces of the puzzle were yeah. going to fit on that clear foundation? We had Josh with a pirate scope and he was standing in the back of the room <laughs> kind of doing one of these. No. Um, so the, the, the biggest thing that we, since we're sticking with the video is that multi-cam setup was the biggest part for us. I know, with Josh and Wade, what they decided to do was um, they really wanted to make sure that no camera operators were, were using anything. Mm-hmm. So we went with a PTZ, Sony PTZ camera, and I'm sure Wade can pull it up here for you and post and put it in. And um, we used the Sony PTZ camera, and then that was operated by one of the, one of the operators at the table, mm-hmm. the production table. Then we had a standalone camera that was just kind of getting a wide shot. Um, and so we used those two. I think that was the only two cameras that we were using the whole time where the PTZ was doing all of the movement back and forth. But then we had a wide shot where we could get the entire presentation area and then we could get the a little bit of the crowd or a little bit of the audience. And it's important, like you said, it's important to kind of focus, excuse me, to focus in on you know what your shot placement is going to be yes we've talked about that in previous episodes about the importance of shot placement um and we decided that we really wanted to have more of an up close image and then a further away now that does two things for you with up close images by the way so the first thing that it does is an up close image is what we call image magnification because we then threw that onto another television halfway in the venue. Yes. So that way people who are further away felt like <laughs> they could see that closer, right? People so I can see what was on the screen. <laughs> right. I well, far. I mean, well, I did see you had your magnifying glass out. Yeah. To I actually it. tried to purposely sit as close to the front as possible. <laughs> no one wants to sit on the front tables. And I was like, pick me, please. Yes, because me. I don't like squinting the whole time and trying to see everything. So we did that on purpose. Like we did <laughs> an, image, appreciate that. an image magnification on purpose. So we wanted that, but we also wanted that wide. So you felt like you were part of the presentation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. And, it, and then to tie that all in, we then tied in the actual presentation itself. So you're probably thinking, well, how did you get all of this out and outbound and everything? We used zoom. Um, we here at Boxcast, that's our main tool that we used. And so we literally threw all those video elements into a, <laughs> a, a, a production switcher an ATEM, and then we just output that into zoom as a capture so it really made a lot of sense especially for our people who are not available with us at that time to actually right. be able to pull everything and then see it in live production right and yeah. then that also gives them the element of chat within zoom which yeah is we'll get to the engagement piece here in a little bit i want to keep building this house up so we've got 
our four walls. Those yep. are our cameras. We need to build our second floor. Which are audio. Which is audio. Yeah, I love audio. Audi- uh, yes. Gary <laughs> did a really cool, like, audio, video, boxcast 101 kind of refresher oh, yeah. for us the day before all of this, which was also a hybrid event. So he had our second floor completely, or third floor completely, like, rung out with cameras and audio and just, like, he went to town. Like, that it was, was Gary's element. Massive undertaking. Gary's element. He was in the zone. So let's talk about the audio because... Yeah. In that presentation the day before, a lot of employees learned the term ringing out the room. Ringing out the room. You were like, I rang out the room. And someone's like, I'm sorry, what was that? Like, ding, 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 <laughs> and, and someone's like, uh, so obviously you had to do that. The yeah. importance of ringing out the room is so when you move, you know, that that lav mic or the handheld doesn't get the ee noise every time you go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Everybody hates that <laughs> feedback when you're, you're walking like, around the room uh, and all of a sudden you sound like you're it, like It's worse squealing. than chalkboard, nails yeah. on a chalkboard, knife on a plate. Absolutely. Like, it's one of those like. Because it's so loud, it's so yeah. loud and scary. You're not you're not anticipating it. It's at all. awful. It's an awful sound. Well, yeah, we 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 had to ring out the room because the venue that we were in was high ceilings, no yes. sound absorption. No. So I think when you consider doing hybrid events, you have to consider the location that yes. you're in. And I, I understand expertise is all over the board when people who watch our podcasts or watch mm-hmm. our our t- t- uh, tech tips videos or you know even jump into our Boxcast Academy. The, the level of expertise is all over the board, which is fine. So you have to consider your venue. And so with the audio portion of our venue, we had to make sure that we didn't have that feedback issue. Right. And so just to give you a little clarification, Danielle, you went to class, so you know this, but yes. feedback is literally, it's just the frequencies being recycled through speaker to mic, through speaker to mic. Yep. And so what I did is it just basically, I killed all of those frequencies in the room just by doing a couple of quick, uh, what we call pink noise pingings inside. And so we had all of our presentation, our presentationers, presentationers, presenters. presenters. We had all of our presenters come in and they had their microphones and walked around the room and I just killed the frequencies. And that's important because a, it's a big room. We didn't use very big speakers, but it was a big room and there was a lot of noise that mm-hmm. could be generated. So when you think about a hybrid event, um, I know Clements, Josh Clements would actually argue the fact that audio and lighting are probably your two biggest factors in anything related to video or streaming. Oh, and I mean, yeah. How many people want to watch an event that has no audio? Or terrible lighting. If right. all of a sudden Wade just killed these lights, this would You would not see terrible. us very well, right? He could kill so. the audio and we would just be sitting here talking to ourselves and it'd be, again, like that like laggy movie <laughs> where it's like translation and I'm talking and all of a sudden it's just... Yeah. And then we pick back up. The audio sync would be completely off, too. It yeah. would just be so bad. It'd be, or it'd be whispering. Or it'd be really cool. Mm, maybe we can try that for season three. A little avant-garde kind yeah, of Yeah, we'll like turn off all the lights, turn on the... the I like that option. <laughs> Let's go. The mics. So yeah, in a, in a hybrid event situation, you really have to consider pretty much every angle of, yeah. of, of attack, and that's going to be audio, video, lighting. So, But yeah, so we rang out the room, and audio sounded really good. We didn't have anything cranked up too loud. No. Um, I think it sounded I think it sounded pretty good. The room was was definitely a little open-air tinny, in my yeah. opinion. But I mean, I think also the biggest thing is, like, we had some presenters up front. We had, I think, a, a total of two presenters with lobs, and then... Yeah. Yep. And then we yep. had one with a handheld. Correct. Yep. That, and the handheld actually got passed around the room. Um, as that part was of, the challenge. As part as one of the pieces of our all hands as we give recognition to all of our cool impl- uh, colleagues. So yeah, absolutely. What that piece I'm sure was like you're like the most tedious is like we need to make sure that this mic goes from very front with, you know, one of our employees, Joe, who gave like a phenomenal like five minute speech to like 
anyone in the background who was like, hey, thanks. 12 I just, seconds. I just yeah. want to appreciate Gary. That's all. Goodbye. Thank like, you. Have a nice day. You know, um, that kind of thing. But yeah. So did you do the same with that mic? Yep. We did with all the mics in the room. Um, and then the important part of that is making sure that all that audio is being presented properly. So we had to make sure we're getting it into the live stream and then we were getting it into our Zoom presentation software, mm -hmm. excuse me, a presentation software. And so once we got it all in there, then then that was pretty much uh, an easy kind of get going thing. Mm -hmm. Then we had the challenge, and this was definitely a challenge, of getting the audio out of Zoom mm -hmm. and getting it into the room. Yes. Right? So we could hear our people who wanted to comment who were on Zoom to get them to comment. You know, Yeah, we pretty heard. much had to have the external speaker. So we piece. had to have, a, yeah, we had to have a third speaker set up for that particular whole process. So that way we could hear those people who weren't speaking. Because, I mean, we could have ran it into our console and then routed it out and tried to do some magic there. But we just figured the simplest method was just to straight out of the computer into a speaker. And that worked out really well. So yeah. when, when you think of hybrid setup, you have to think audio video presentation yes and so you know in that video obviously that's camera based the audio is obviously microphones and then presentation is how are you getting it how are you presenting it to people um whether you're using zoom and live streaming or you're doing both right, right. you know some sort of aspect but then on top of those there's some subcategories that come underneath that oh yeah definitely so, we've got like lighting i know like the room we were in had massive like <sighs> Yeah. doors and windows that open up to this beautiful like patio and oh, i know yeah, we had to like cool. put some blinds down but have some of them up and obviously we had some a little bit of overhead lighting but we weren't bringing in like studio lights at that point no we no. really just yeah. let the natural light happen it wasn't this wasn't something that we were putting out for the public to see it was very internal but obviously even though internal we wanted it to be the best i mean we've got a really bomb team here between Wade, Josh, Gary, and you know anyone else who helped at that point within stuff. I know we had a lot of extra hands helping. So like I think the point with that was like it was almost like that give or take, and like lighting was just one of those things that like the lighting was good enough that it yeah. worked out. The we room was well lit enough. Like we yeah, just you had a balance. lot of natural light. You didn't. Yeah. It wasn't like black walls, or it wasn't just all white walls, and everyone oh, looked yeah. super whitewashed yeah. out, and it just looked terrible. So yeah. just a little white balance on the camera, we were good to go. Yeah, so. exactly. But so. once we had all those pieces together, it, it really all came together, and then that's where the engagement part had to happen. Yes. I think, I think that was the difficulty was just making sure we had the whole production piece <laughs> together. I, I, I think we had the engagement ready to go. And so to be fair and all honesty, I mean, that's your department is engagement. Yes. Um, I'm not an, I, I'm not. <laughs> Gary's not one to comment in the middle of a zoom meeting no, via the chat. Not really. Um, no, but no, that is a point. I mean, I know at times, um, during multiple pieces of the presentation, uh, whether it was Gordon or Sam, they were asking questions and it was, you know, audience participation pieces of like, Hey, oh, how yeah. many people have we seen this? And it's like raise of hands or, you know, do we know what this is? And someone's like, Oh, we've seen that before. It's like little snide comments. And like people on zoom may have not have heard that cause they were very much like you're in the room and mm -hmm. you could hear it. Um, but what was nice is our presenters were really giving that commentary back. It was like, they would laugh and they'd be like, Oh, you know, Gary said, Oh, we've seen that before. And it was just one of those like, haha moments. But the biggest thing is we had you, you, Josh and Wade at the table doing all the production yeah <laughs> but we had wade monitoring the zoom chat yeah in terms of stuff so he would occasionally be like hey sam we've got a question from josh over here he wants to know x y and z and he'd be like oh great great and then he would repeat that question of like oh you know okay josh wants to know x y and z here's the answer that way 
if for some reason someone in the back didn't hear Wade mm-hmm. or whatnot, it was then repeat. reiterated. Yeah, a little. Repeat. And that's a big piece because when you when it comes to hybrid events, I think about like big conferences. A lot of the time, you don't have oh, the opportunity yeah. to unmute and have the conversation and ask the question that you want. Um, so it is a lot of chat or question Q and A boxes, things like that. And so the importance is being able to make sure that you're constantly incorporating those who are not there. Like it's very easy to see a hand being raised and being like, Oh yeah, Danielle, what's up. But it's also, you have to be very mindful. So like Wade did a really great job of being like, Oh, Hey, we've got a question from Gary or Hey, we've got a question from Kathleen and here's all these things. They're like, Oh, hold up, Sam. We've got two questions on this. Can you, can we go back before we switch the slide? Like, he did a really good job of just like being that moderator. And like, obviously when you're thinking about like big, big productions, there's time and places for those. A lot of those bake that Q and a portion into the end. That way they're not interrupted during their flow. But because of the way our setup was and how our meeting was going, that like, that was part of it. And so there's a lot to that too. Sometimes in bigger events, I've seen that they have um, conferences. They, they actually have people, persons or a whole teams of people dedicated to just moderation oh yeah there we have so a lot of the times with our webinar we do a lot of this we do a lot of moderating in the chat we will sit down and answer you if there's a really good question and we want them to talk about it we'll let them know but half the time you know we're answering back we're having that conversation the key is to key be engaged like obviously that's what i've been talking about for the last couple of minutes but the biggest key is like being engaged with your audience is going to keep them you know coming back it's going to keep them invested that is the biggest piece like if i'm watching something and i've asked two or three questions and no one's answered me and i'm like okay this is really important because it's relating to what you literally just said and then all of a sudden i get no response i'm like okay well clearly you don't care about people who are not there and that's fine (laughs) um but i also know that like and that that's something that you have to set up in that pre-production planning is like when are you taking questions when are you engaging who's doing that engagement um obviously if we would have had even like, you know, we've got about 100 people here. If we would have had 50 at home, we probably would have had to have multiple people monitoring at that rate because we only had a, maybe about 20 or so at home. It was, you know, a lot easier for Wade to engage in that. And I know a lot of yeah. us also had, you know, Slack and stuff. And so like occasionally, you know, we might be slacking each other and like asking a question that's like right. more pertinent to like your person. Like a member of my team was like, hey, he said this, like, how does that relate to X that you're doing? Right. And I'm like, oh, simple, simple. Well, it's with done. the increase of remote or the increase of hybrid people who are not attending the live event, the, yeah. the, the amount of production, um, fuel as i'll call it that is required like oh absolutely you know, and the, the higher octane that has to be i mean if we were to have like 100 people that were out <laughs> you know you're obviously going to need to have some another people or two you know three or four people who are handling moderation but so it, it, and when we talk about hybrid events specifically we're yes. we're actually just referencing more of those conferences those meetings those town halls those um you know quarterly things that you you know your organization would do but on top of it there are hybrid events that don't have a lot of engagement Correct. in the chat side. And we're that, I mean, a lot of that occurs with like a lot of sporting events or oh, some sort of athletics. Concerts, yeah. Concerts, um, plays, everything. Yeah, like you think about a lot of, you know, high school and colleges who put on a lot of events, like they're not taking engagement. They are strictly giving you the video and audio feed and that is all that they're doing. Right. Right. And that's where social media comes in big time, either during exactly. or after. Yeah, well, and that leads me to think as well, for, especially for you know organizations who are live streaming sporting events or whatever. That does hybrid events 
doesn't stop you from doing a live stream because no. you're having ticketing at the gate. Oh, absolutely not. Right? Your hybrid event can also become ticketed on the stream side. Yes. Um, I know there are multiple organizations. There are also multiple companies that handle ticketing systems. Boxcast, we have our own ticketing feature yep. as well. Um, and so you can still have multiple amounts of engagement in that way where you're ticketing your event because it's important that if it's a $5 ticket at the gate, you know, to watch it online, you could pay the same price as watching online. Right, exactly. For those. So that's important that in the hybrid event scenario, you have to consider a couple of wide kind of net things, your audio, video, and your location and lighting, but then also your engagement and how you're going to present that, where you're going to present it, who's going to be able to watch it, is it going to be a paid event? You know, there's a lot of pieces and parts to consider that. And I would say in the long, long and short of it all, um, you know, having a small team of people that you're working with <laughs> makes it a lot easier, yes. you know, to do that. We well, wouldn't have been able to go as far as we did with our all hands <laughs> with just one person. Yeah. Imagine Josh running around trying to do all that alone. I he would have been like, that. no, I'm good. <laughs> Count I me out. I want to see that happen. All right. So let's go back to our Lego analogy here. Yeah. So our foundation. All clear Legos, by is the way. All clear. All is our video. Our Second video. floor is audio. Our roof is those net pieces. It's the it's the it's the lighting, it's the ticketing, it's the engagement. We've built into the garden now those like specialty things of like if you're doing giveaways, how you're gonna do those type of things. Right. Like, but let's talk about the biggest thing here. Oh no! If you're missing one single Lego, you're in trouble. You are in so much trouble because. One, this is now a clear Lego house. You cannot tell where that piece is supposed to go because <laughs> you don't know what color it's supposed to be. But it's missing and it's not right. It's either angled or you don't have yeah. enough pieces for your roof or your flower doesn't have any petals. Like, what happens when you're missing a piece? So we've talked about this in previous episodes in season one about having a backup for a backup. And your backup's backup. And your backup's backup, right? <laughs> so, like, I mean, just like in any sports organization or football or baseball club or whatever – um, the organization always has a first string, second string, third string, whatever. Like right, UB, exactly. Defensive end, whatever. Yep. So it's the same concepts here. If you're missing that clear Lego piece, or it's broken, or it's somehow just <laughs> walked off, right? <laughs> it's it's on the floor. On the, the dog floor. has grabbed it. The child has taken it. You have it's, stepped it, on it. If, you'll eventually step on it, and then you'll be like, oh, I found it. It fell into a pool, right? <laughs> oh. A clear Lego piece, Oh, right? God, that'd be the worst. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Where'd it go? But yeah, in At turn, that point, it's gone. Having a backup situation or plan is always important. Like, I know... Um, for myself, I, I have two consoles just for that reason, or I have I have hundreds of cables, you know, with, with different yes. connections, different lengths. Um, we I can remember we <laughs> duct taped a bunch of stuff together one time <laughs> to make it work. So having a backup in place or in plan is the most important part of making sure that 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 clear Lego piece is not actually yes. completely gone. And I would say something else that's part of that like garden piece is taping your wires down. <laughs> yeah, tape trip, your wires down hazards, yeah. do not let those go untaped we did that yeah because, yes i remember well i was watching the cleanup i didn't help i was doing other, i was taking pictures of everyone else for social media side i wasn't just lazy but i was like watching you all like just like rip it up and i was like it's was, a waste of tape guys it's, it's not a waste of tape though because I don't look where I'm walking and I would have tripped and like, there goes the camera. Oh, like absolutely. how many people, like we had 80 something people in that room and like someone would have tripped on that wire oh, yeah, if it wasn't sure. taped down. And like, that's again, that's part of that garden piece. That's Cable your, that's your little tulip yep. over here. Like yep. that is the biggest, like you, you oh. have to think about 
absolutely. The surroundings. That's it. Thinking about your surroundings, having some sort of, I mean, even if you just get to the venue that morning, like what we did, we got there that morning. We had three hours, maybe four hours of, set, of being able to set up stuff right. and then test and make sure everything was running <laughs> right. Like, and that, I mean, that brings me to the last pieces, like testing. We'll get there in just a second. But like, there was a high amount of like, we have uncertainties because we've never been in this room right. enough. So we get into the room and that's, that's the whole point. So yes, absolutely. Part of the whole foundation, um, it, you know, of your video, but outside of the, the whole house that you're building with the this fence. hybrid, the fencing areas, <laughs> just being aware of where you're at and being intentional yes, with absolutely. that. And that comes also down the line with testing, like oh yeah, running multiple tests of everything to make sure that a internet's not crapping out or your video cables aren't like spazzing out on you or whatever. And honestly, what was nice if something were to have if something would have gone wrong during our production of this it was internal so we would have had someone commenting on zoom or slacking wade and josh and gary being like hey friends we lost audio <laughs> hey we can't see um, you buddy and if you're someone who's going to a virtual conference or you know a concert or a sporting event and audio goes out please let them know like they yeah, it's important like josh and wade have headphones on they can hear us speaking right now while we're recording and the point is like they can hear us but if if you're outside and you can't hear anything like mm-hmm. they're not gonna know because they're listening to the straight feed going into the system yeah, sure. so that's gonna that brings me to my last point here is you know we really talk about that engagement during it but we talk we really need to talk about that that like promotional but also like post engagement piece so with social media obviously i'm sure 85 percent of you watching this have at once or twice tweeted about being in a live event and been like oh yeah go football team or yay concert like whatever it may be but also you've been like wow we've lost our audio and this sucks like yeah there are people like me and my team who we monitor social for those reasons. We want to make sure that we have that. But also the mm-hmm. another thing is like making sure that we're engaging. Like if, if someone on Instagram posts a picture and tags us, like we're recycling that back to our Instagram to make them feel so much more engaged too. It's like, Hey, I post them at this event and they're like, Oh my God, thanks for coming. Responding is a, It's, is, it's is back to that big, engagement piece. Yeah, but yeah. also one other thing that hybrid events really help with, and I'm going to get a little marketing nerdy here is Ooh. The SEO and traffic. Oh, so SEO, search engine optimization, literally how Google finds you. It's, on the it's, it's, I mean, all the Google spiders are going to be crawling it. So basically what that helps with is like, if you are doing something that where you have embed your stream to your website, people are going to be going to your website. That's going to spike your traffic. There's more of a spike of traffic. Google's going to pick that up and you're going to start ranking higher and higher. So if you're looking to do more hybrid events and get your name out there, these, like this is a good starting point because mm-hmm. Google is going to be like eating that up. Like they're going to be like, Oh, they've got oh, 10,000 people to their website on a random Sunday. Cool. But Oh, it happens every Sunday. All right. So if I start typing in like hybrid events on Sunday, like that's going to come up. Obviously that's not your keyword. I'll tell you that right now. That's not the keyword to rank for, but for the example, like if someone's like Boxcast live streaming or one of our clients' names live stream, like if they're streaming to their website, like it's going to come up. Like if I'm searching Buffalo Bills, that's my favorite NFL team. Like that stream is going to come up automatically as the first one as like, that's what it is. So Mm-mm. I'm highly disappointed in you now. <laughs> hey, the Buffalo Bills. We have almost made it to the <laughs> Super Bowl the last two years. And almost. we went a few, four, we went what, four years in a row? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> don't worry. I was barely alive. I know. Then. Sidetrack. Sorry. Barely sorry. alive then. Don't worry. Hey, um, I found that Lego piece. Let's put it back <laughs> there in there. There it is. So the, the key piece here is like 
this hybrid event is really good for engagement and brand awareness, but it's really great just to leverage your SEO and traffic. Like if you're looking to get more people to your website, to get more people engaged, to if you're starting to use advertisement and you want to start, you know, going back in and retargeting anyone who's visited your website, you got to build that audience up. All of this mm-hmm. helps. This like hybrid yeah. events are not not just because people don't want to attend. I mean, people don't want to attend in person anymore. Some people just like rather stay at home. People just don't want to fly. They don't want to drive. Gas prices are ridiculous is right right now when this is out. So like it all there's a lot of factors of why people don't want to attend. Right. There's so many factors of why you should do hybrid events. Right. Hybrid if you event. can. Yeah. I mean, if not, full live stream, we totally support that as well. Yeah. But Hybrid events, they give you that energy. Oh, I it, talked about that energy earlier. Yes. So now I've like the house is built. We found that piece. Now it's time to smash it. <laughs> Just kidding. No, really that energy you get when you walk into a room of people, especially people that you're like really cool with and you just like love all of them. Uh, I'm getting all hyped up about it already is like you just get that like you hear that little bit of buzz of everyone talking and it's just like a magic. Just like all of a sudden we are watering the garden aggressively and the flowers are we are James and the giant peaching this flower at this point. Ooh, she whipped out James and the giant peach. (laughs) We are going with it. But it's just one of those like, oh, feel good moments. But you want to make sure the people in person feel that, but the people at home feel that. I know right. one of our marketing members was at home and I was like, Hey, how's the energy? And she's like, I'm really hyped up for this. And I was like, great. You're feeling it too. Me too. I'm feeling a and lot, probably a little bit more, but I'm really excited that's about it. It's really tough to do. It's very tough. It's really tough to do in a hybrid scenario because I mean, again, being in the, in the room, you feel the energy and they talk about feeling the energy in the room. Like even oh, if you're at a concert or a sporting event. Or yeah, even you feel ch- that bass, you yeah. feel this, the crowd. Maybe you're that. at a house of worship service <gasps> yes. or something. You feel the energy in the room. Um, and that does come from all those little pieces and parts like the subwoofer, you know, yes. hitting your cavity of your chest and, and pushes in you. Like there's all kinds of little pieces of parts to that. Yeah. So building your, your energy into your live stream may just require your, your presentation being a little bit more on fire mm-hmm. or your presenter being very cognizant of the fact that there are people watching online. Yes. And so that they need to be able to be engaged. Like, hey, guys, how you doing? Like straight up in the camera. Yeah. Which like- is Hey, you, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, you. So that's why you feel good. Yeah. That's why here at the, (laughs) at the podcast, like, I feel like this isn't a hybrid event at all, but we are doing it in a space where we're trying to engage you, the watcher and listener to kind of, at least in some regard, feel like you're part of our team, a part of our Yeah, we want you sitting at the table right here. Right, absolutely. Or right here. We try to make it like that. Yeah, right here, right there. There's five of us now. You get a table and you get a table. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but there's a lot of things that come into play with that. So with hybrid events, it's important that you maybe consider the option of a hybrid event. Yes. Um, It's also important that you consider the, the, the tools that are required because it's not, to, in all honesty, it's not for the faint of heart. It, no, it does it's not require a lot to it. Set up a camera or a computer with Zoom and hit go. Yeah, That's, I mean, you could go that simple, but could, you know, but there's a little bit more that you would want to put into it. But if you're gonna do it, do it right per se. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Do it right. There's an old adage in construction where it's measure twice, cut once, <laughs> and exactly. I kind of feel that that would apply for a hybrid event. Oh, for sure. I mean, the I mean, you have to do a test run. Test run. You Measure gotta, twice. You got to do it again. You got to make sure that like in the moment you're adjusting levels. I'm sure during like the part where we pass the microphone, oh, someone man. like me who's, 
I'm I'm a loud voice, but I there are definitely loud. then you get someone who's like, "Hey, everybody!" And oh yeah, like, there's a whole like they, whole, woo. I, think I had the like, slider up on one of the microphones all the way up. Yeah, and you're like, and then you have someone who's whispering in the back because they're really nervous to talk in front of everybody. Yeah, and you're like, okay, we just gotta be you know flexible. So to wrap this up, our clear Lego house is built. We're gonna put it on the shelf. We're gonna put a bow on it. We're gonna present it. Last words of advice on hybrid events. Don't skimp on hardware. <laughs> Don't forget about your audience at home. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the difference between Danielle and I. <laughs> I focus on the production portion, and Danielle focuses on the people. So, okay. Hey, we, we got go. both best of both worlds. It's awesome. Well, uh, my name's Gary. And I'm Danielle, and thank you so much for watching this episode. We'll catch you back here next time. See you later. Thank you.